Did I tell you about the time I got stuck in the Chick-fil-A playground? <laughs> no, but that sounds painful. Well, if I... I, can't, I don't even know if I could quantify for you how much I've spent at Chick-fil-A just because they give you a little placemat on top of the high chairs there. Yeah. And Kim goes there religiously because of these little 19-cent placemats. They have it figured out, though. They Chick-fil-A really knows exactly how really to cater... Do. To parents. Except their milk is 2%, not whole milk. Just saying. It's a big problem. Welcome to the Branding Blueprint Podcast, where we give you the tools you need to build an unforgettable brand and walk through the chaos of building a business in real time as it happens here at Craftsman Creative. Today, we'll be talking about sales and how to approach sales. Really, it's kind of taboo. It's hard for somebody to really figure out how are we going to go about sales while still being authentic to ourselves. So today, we'll dive in with Anna, the expert for business development, to talk about what is the best approach to sales. Sean, I have a confession to make. I would love to hear this. I said I would never be in sales. Is that real? Uh-huh. That's shocking to me. I feel like that's kind of your thing. I know. That's what you <laughs> hired me to do. But I said I would never do sales. Wait, so why did you say that out of curiosity? I think that growing up, I looked at sales as this thing where people just get in front of your face and they're just asking you to buy something, buy something, buy something. And and it just seemed to like a really brutal, hard career, but also... Um, I love people and I love making people happy and I'm a little bit of a people pleaser. And so it just felt uncomfortable. But then I kind of found myself just being a natural salesperson. And the more I said I wasn't, I wanted to be in journalism and marketing. Then I realized that there is a way to do sales without being the stereotypical car salesman. No offense to car salespeople because they can be wonderful too. I had a great car salesman the other day. Anyways, keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. No, there. but you know, I think also that has even evolved mm-hmm. from what we think about in the 90s yeah. of car salesmen to today's. Mm-hmm. And so I think when I realized that sales could be relationship building and being a consultant, then it kind of switched for me. Like, oh, maybe yeah, maybe I am good at this. Maybe I do want to do this. Totally. I actually, I, I find myself in like a really similar boat. I always thought of sales as being something that was highly transactional and something that um, wasn't necessarily authentic all of the time. Um, what I found is that, um, and I think this has been developed a little bit over time as I've learned more, is just like it's really just like consulting and being honest with what your recommendations are for people. And I find that honestly, that sells better. Yeah. And also, it's just more fulfilling for people who want to be authentic and care about the numbers that are being produced, but also really are after personal fulfillment too, mm-hmm. right? There's that human component of sales that I think uh, is really important to pay attention to. And for me anyways, I don't think sales would be as fulfilling if I didn't pay attention to that. I, I honestly... Maybe in the last month or so, I've probably told a half dozen people, hey, I know you came to us for this, but I actually, like, as hard as it is for me to say, I actually think you need this, and here's why. And here's why I think what you thought you needed isn't going to give you what you actually want as your desired end result. And I can't tell you how many of them have appreciated that. And some of them have worked with us in that other capacity. And other ones, I'm like, hey, I have a great referral for you for this other thing that you might need. Um, but for the most part, uh, you know, it 
usually serves people really well. And honestly, if you're willing to do that as a business, it'll probably, you know, help your pipeline actually convert more often. Um, so I'm curious though, because you're the expert in the room. Um, at least I would consider you the expert in the room. I, I, for anybody who doesn't know Anna or anybody who's not in the DFW community, I would, I walk into a coffee shop with Anna. I walk into a restaurant with Anna and I'm so annoyed because everybody knows Anna and I am just left to my own devices paying for two cups of coffee. (laughs) Truthfully, I think it's very apparent to me that, you know, you've made like a really meaningful impact with people, even in the midst of doing quite a bit of business development. So talk to me about some of your secrets that you've kind of picked up on in developing that approach. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that I like to do when I start in any job, which truly I haven't, I I stay places a long time. So I haven't had that many jobs, but every time I just want to completely immerse myself in that community. And that I don't mean necessarily just like a regional community, but an industry community. I think that, you know, going into anything and just having a lot of um, humility of being the new kid. I think a lot of people go into a new industry, a new job, and they try to come off as like, I'm all all things to all people. I'm the expert. I'm so cool. And I think that there's so much to being humble and going to people that are way ahead of you and saying, hey, I want to pick your brain, um, mentor me, coach me, how, you know, and I think generally when you're really um, humble about it, people want to help you. And so I think it's starting out in anything, like you might be looking at switching industries and maybe you've been in sales for a long time, but you're about to sell something completely different. Mm-hmm. Just really just ego free, which is one of, one of the things we believe, believe in here. Just take the ego, put it at the door or just like crush it, make it go away forever. Um, and just really learning your new industry, talking to other people, talking to experts. When I started sales in DFW, I just went everywhere. I was everywhere because one of the most important things that I have found is you have to be the person that people think about first Mm -hmm. for that thing that you're selling. So the same way that we tell our clients through marketing and branding, like you have to be top of mind, you have to be top of mind, you can't stop marketing because you have to be top of mind. It's the same way to win in sales. So I try to be seen as many places as I can be. So when I go to that coffee shop with you, I'm going to make sure that if I see someone I know, they're going to see me. Mm-hmm. And if we go to that restaurant, if I'm like walking down the street and I see somebody driving, I'm be like, hello, come here. This has actually happened. I've seen yes. this in real life. So I think, but also, you know, with that authenticity and being authentic too, people are not dumb. Right. And people want to work with good people. And I mean, good as in like good hearts. And so serving and getting plugged in and really caring about where you're pouring into and not just being all about yourself and the money. And honestly, I have found that things just come back to you when you do it the right way, when you're authentic, when you're a good person, people want to work with you. And then it's way more fun and fulfilling when you're just, you know, you make a name for yourself doing things you love. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think, you know, if you are staying true to yourself throughout the entire sales process, people can really like feel that. Yeah. It really like, for me, just as I think about our 
vendors, the people that we partner with in our business, I really can say confidently that all of them are being them their true selves. They're honest. They, throughout the sales cycle, prioritized us in a way that I really appreciated. I'm, I'm somebody who just really looks for that intentionality. And so it's something that I really try to bring into my approach to, for example, um, one of my uh, really close friends locally here, um, there are uh, employee benefits provider, and they, <laughs> they pursued us in ways that I've never been pursued before. And I think they sent us maybe, I want to say almost a dozen handwritten notes from the CEO himself, from other team members. After our discovery call with them, I had a gift on my porch the next, like, I think it was like about four hours later. He must have hired a courier or something. It was amazing. I've never, and it was a book with a custom note. Like, I thought this book would apply to you for this reason based off of our conversation. And I'm confident that we made the right decision because choosing them to be our benefits provider, that experience doesn't stop. Like, I think that a lot of times you can really get a sense for like what, in a service-based situation, what the customer experience is going to be like once you've made that purchasing decision based off of how the sales cycle is handled. And that's always my goal at Craftsman too, is why we show up, we never show up empty-handed to a meeting. We always try to bring something with us. Uh, We always try to add value in our conversations, try to identify problems and be able to recommend solutions, even if it doesn't benefit us. I think that speaks to how we handle our actual customer relationships too. I I think that authenticity really is, is crucial. Yeah, you know what else I think is a really important thing to bring up when you go to a networking event and you can just spot the person that won't even give you a chance. So I guess what I'm trying to say is when someone feels like, oh, I don't need you or you're not going to help me advance myself and they're seeking out somebody else and they don't really look at you for your value. And I, I never want to ever make anybody feel that way. And I think that there's value in everyone. And something that I feel like is so underrated is how people can refer you, right? So I try to also make sure that I nurture relationships with people that are going to connect me and people that I can connect to and never look at someone and be like, oh, you're not in that industry I need like next. And, um, and it's interesting, like people can, can see that from a mile away when you're just being very selfish. Mm, I agree. I think for me, I have had to really teach myself how to ask for the referral and teach our clients on how to do that in their marketing, by the way. But I, I can't even count on, you know, my two hands, even if I, you know, went overboard. How many times we've been referred by people and I was like, really? You heard about us from from that person? And I'm like, I guess I'm not shocked at the end of the day because I remember that experience being pleasant. But I guess it's it's just really interesting to see how if you constantly live your life in such a way to where you're pursuing people in a way that actually benefits them and you really are striving for that, like, I mean, really striving for that, it's going to come around. And I I think asking for the referral from people is, is definitely helped our, you know, number of leads coming through the door. I think we started this business and almost all of our business came from referrals. I mean, 99%. (laughs) Yeah. And I think a lot of businesses are that way. Truthfully, a lot of businesses are referral based, but when's the last time that you ask for a referral 
Um, I think that talking to the audience, of course, I know Anna asks for referrals all the time, but when's the last time you asked for a referral and did you do so verbally? Did you do so in email thereafter? Did you do so via text message? You know, you want to be authentic yet still ask for what you want out of the situation because I, I really believe that the people who do that well actually want the best for whoever that referral is that comes through the door. For sure. You know, I went to a networking event uh, a couple of days ago and a lot of people that I met were not necessarily the, you know, the marketing department or the decision maker that I would have approached about our business. But I followed up a few hours later and I said, hey, it was so nice to meet you. Something so simple, right? It's so nice to meet you. Um, either who can I talk to at your company and or if you have any referrals that could really benefit from our services, I'd love to be considered. And also, here's the key. What can I do for you? How can I help you? You know, not just making it all about me, 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 me. How can you help me? And multiple people responded. I'm like, great. You know, now I know who to send for this and then recommended somebody for that. And so I think it's all about give and take and not just being consumed by yourself. Mm, I totally agree. That's how successful businesses are built, I think. So switching gears really quick, I'm curious to hear about some practical kind of um, recommendations that you would make. Maybe you could like walk through what does the sales cycle look at Craftsman and why has that been set up that way? You know, what does it actually look like for you to walk into the room? Who do you bring with you? Why? Mm -hmm. Do you go in person? Do you talk to them on the phone? Do you follow up an email? Do you follow up in text, et cetera? You know, I think it's sometimes a little hard because it's kind of pie in the sky, these ideas, but can you make it practical for us? Yes. So, you know, the the first step comes from a lot of different avenues. And we've been very blessed here that a lot of it has come from referrals. So it can be a referral. Um, I am definitely an old school bang on doors um, in person, go try to get the decision maker. I don't care if it's a Fortune 500. I'm literally going to bang on that door. And uh, Sean knows that I've actually done that. <laughs> <laughs> Even have to get through really difficult gates. Uh, so, you know, I still believe in that. There are a lot of really great tools online that give you leads. But ultimately, a lot of times, who's going to be the salesperson that actually shows up yeah. with a handwritten card, maybe a little gift, and really stand out. So I do, let's say that it's coming from a cold call. And I mean, cold call in person, not a phone call, because I don't like phone calls, cold calls, phone calls, I like to show up in person. And um, if you bring something that makes you stand out, which could be donuts, cookies, cupcakes, a really great promo item, I would say eight times out of 10, somebody's at least going to respond to say thank you. But you shouldn't assume that they're going to do the initial reach out after you drop something off. You will say, hey, I just want to make sure you got this. And they will, eight times out of 10, will respond and say, thank you. And then let's say, ideal scenario, they go, yes, I'd definitely be interested to learn more about X, Y, and Z. I have this project coming up. For us, the next step is myself and Sean. Sometimes it might just be me. Sometimes it might be we tag team. We're a team. And uh, we will go ideally meet with the client if they're local. We will go to their office because we just want to have that face-to-face -face conversation and really understand your team. Now, we're all for video calls too. If that's better for you, we'll go there. And we just want to learn about the business. How can we benefit you? What do you really need? 
And then from there, we create an incredible plan. I don't want to give away all of our secrets, but it involves the whole team on the creative side. Um, I don't know if you want to chime in, Sean, but there's a lot of strategy. I mean, a lot of really well thought out strategy before we go back and and present a plan to the client. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have challenged our team to be students of any brand that we bring through the door. So, and I mean, real students, you know, taking, uh, well, I didn't really pay attention in school all the time, but <laughs> the way I should have paid attention, <laughs> um, now bringing that into a professional context such that you're um, looking up this business on the internet, thinking about potential solutions before you even uh, hear their context, but not being so rigid as to think you have all the answers before you walk in and hear why things are the way that they are. I'm like constantly amazed by the uh, the new things that we uncover once we kind of get into that discovery phase of our plan, which is so crucial. And there's reasons why there's complexity to each business. And so I would say, uh, you know, strategically, we really try to be students. I think we really try to stick to a proven framework that we've seen work time and time again. And I, whenever I say work, I mean work financially, work in terms of um, helping operations become more efficient, um, really paying attention to something that is working other places, uh, I think is also pretty crucial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, our team, I would say 10 out of 10, we do a really great job mm-hmm. of um, delivering a really great presentation. Uh, you know, any salesperson listening is going, okay, get to the close. How do you close? Because that's mm-hmm. what everybody wants. Yeah. And, you know, I would say there's obviously a lot of um, conversation and you know, is this the right plan? Do we finagle a couple of things? Uh, But some of the things that Sean and I like to do to really bring it home is we send an immediate follow-up. We will send a handwritten card. We will send a video uh, telling people how badly we want to work with them. We might bring you cookies, cupcakes, donuts, something to remind you, hey, we want to be top, uh, top of the list. And it's a lot of it about going back to being the first person that people think about. It's we know we bring great value, but where a lot of, I would say, salespeople lose the business is in not doing the follow-up. Because let's be real, it is not as simple as sign here and it's magic after that. There are a lot of cooks in the kitchen for the people, the type of people that we're presenting to, which a lot of them are C-suite. A lot of them are business owners, marketing departments. There's layers. And it's not as simple as a quick close. Yeah, it definitely, especially in our business, but I'm thinking about the other businesses out there, how, you know, like an e-commerce business is much different from a service-based, you know, B2B business. And um, and so sales cycles differ. But I think that the truth remains for um, specifically B2B businesses in particular, I, I, which we work with a lot of them, be patient yet persistent. Persistence, I think, is really important. And I think what would be helpful for me, I'm thinking about myself, if I were listening to to this podcast, what are some tools that I could actually implement that work? And I've tested... a lot of different tools. I'm like my, I have like one email address just for free trials. <laughs> so <laughs> what I would probably recommend is if I could, I like things in threes. So I would give three tools to look into. The first one would be a really quality CRM. Probably HubSpot would be my recommendation for most businesses, but uh, their tools can be a little bit more robust than is always necessary. And so there are other options out there, but here at Craftsman, we use HubSpot and we do so in, uh, on purpose because we think it's the best tool that a 
allows for us to capture customer insights, capture the entire sales cycle, and also properly communicate with people in the ways that um, they're going to respond to the best. Um, our close rate is um, pretty successful here, and there's a reason for that. It's because we've really thoughtfully set up a CRM system and over, an overall sales cycle that's pretty buttoned up. Then um, the second thing I would look into um, is a, a program called Loom, L-O-O-M. That is a really great tool to quickly record video messages, um, and I'm sure people have heard of it, but um, you can download it to your desktop and quickly record one to two minute video messages for people so that they can see your face and know that you're actually thinking about them, that you're not a robot, that you are thinking critically, that your team cares about we're doing business with them. And then the third uh, tool that has been probably the most influential in terms of really contributing to that close rate um, is PandaDoc. Um, and so for our proposals in particular, really thinking about how do we incorporate our product that we offer into our proposal. Um, and so to thinking about video, effective messaging, high quality photography, uh, clear line items, an understanding of what is the value that's being created, not just what is the service. And so that has been really instrumental for us. So um, those three tools are definitely something I would look into for somebody who's looking to optimize their sales yeah, cycle. I would say PandaDoc is the MVP of mm -hmm. my uh, sales pipeline. Mm -hmm. And Sean, I hate to say this, but I have a sales call in one minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So this was fun. Yes, this was really fun. I gotta fun. go hustle. Oh, wait, that's actually like a real thing. It's, it is a real thing. I, I have a sales call in one minute. It's, I've uh, got to go close in business. <laughs> I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, okay, how do you wrap this up? Okay, well, uh, really excited to get the chance to chat about this with everyone. If you want to continue to follow along, please subscribe to this podcast. And also, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a DM or send us uh, on Instagram or send us a message on LinkedIn or send us a message on our website or you can just email info at craftsmancreative.com. We'd love to hear what you want us to talk about on this podcast. We've already gotten such great feedback from not only our customers, Customers, but I've been honestly a little shocked with the response from others as well. And so we'd love to talk about things that really matter to you. So send us a note and we'll try to implement it into our strategy moving forward. Thanks for taking the time to listen and we'll talk to you all soon.